261 of Blast Points is Jason. And this is Gabe. It is a magical time. The planets have aligned. Joy is back in the world. <laughs> I think I saw rainbows and moonbeams outside my window. Disney Plus finally has the Ewok stuff. It's the weirdest feeling knowing that if I wanted to right now, I could just turn on Battle for Endor. There it is. I know as of recording this, it's been what twenty four hour twenty four hours in maybe at this point of of them being live, and I, yeah, I still keep like texting you like, is it is it really real? Are they really still there? I didn't dream this. You were saying it's like uh, the score only version of Last Jedi, like when that first showed up on Disney Plus, and it was there for like two days and then disappeared, and it was <laughs> it was too pure for the world. It couldn't last, and then suddenly it came back. Yeah, I'm terrified that they're they're going to change their mind and take them away. <laughs> we we actually watched these movies and they're gone. Sorry. Ho- hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you guys had your chance. It'll be like when the Ewok movies first came on ABC in in the '80s. <laughs> Just one day, you watch it. If you don't, the legend lives on. Maybe one day it'll come out on VHS. Right. Like I, there's part of me that wants to just have multiple TVs each one streaming it just on a loop forever in case if they take it, maybe if they take it down and I'm watching it, it'll keep playing forever. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, the Ewok movies, the, the Jendi clone wars, which has been so cool seeing people watching Jendi clone wars for the first time. And people kind of like, this show is amazing. Well, or people who watched it when it came out and have it 
seen it since, like remembering parts, like, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> this part is crazy. The story of the faithful Wookiee, the re-edited, cleaned up with a little title thing, cartoon from the holiday special. That's incredible. That's on there. Well, and the fact that not only are the Ewok movies and Gendy Clone Wars available, they're actually higher quality versions than we had gotten on DVD. For Clone Wars, I think that was kind of a, a given to me. I was like, oh, that's fine. And, you know, they have a higher res version of that. But for the Ewok movies, I can't believe that not only do we have them, but they are the best they have ever looked. Like, other than maybe the theatrical release, if you happen to see them in a theater, no one has ever seen them this clear. Especially Caravan of Courage. That has no business looking as sharp as it does right now on Disney+. Plus. It's like a whole new thing. It's, I just, I stop and pause it and just like look at the leaves on the trees and it's like, I can see each leaf. I didn't know there were real leaves in this show. And we could, we compare it too, because yesterday morning we were texting and I was like, Gabe, am I crazy? Does this look better? And you got out the DVD, right? Because the DVD I, I, technically is the, the best quality version of the Ewok movies that has come out yet. Yeah, I think so, because when it was available on Amazon, that digital version was rough. Oh, really rough. Looked like garbage. But you take what you can get. But yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I was like, oh, this is probably just the DVD. And yeah, I put the DVD in. I'm like, oh, man, no, this is insane. If we sound a little crazy, we're we're kind of in a daze here with uh, high-res Ewok at our fingertips. It's just so crazy because it wasn't even that long ago that we did Ewok Movie Month. And these days seemed like a faraway dream. Like, will it ever come out on Disney Plus? Maybe. Who knows? And here, listen, here we are, people. It's happening. You can just go watch the Ewok movies. It's kind of incredible. You're at the grocery store. You're in the checkout line. And you're just waiting to put your food on the conveyor belt. You got some time to kill. You can just whip out your phone, hit a button, and there, you're looking at Sindel. No big deal. <laughs> Show the person behind you in line. That's Teak. Look at him. He's so fast. It's a wonderful time. It's a gift is what it is. And I love all the, the graphics they made for what they call the vintage collection. It just, it's really cool. And the, the promise of droids sometime later this year, we're not done yet. <laughs> but I think I figured out why there's a, a delay for droids because since this stuff – got put up there there's probably somebody that had to watch everything to make sure that nothing was broken and once that person got through two seasons of ewoks cartoons they either needed a vacation or quit (laughs) so until that person comes back and can sit through the entirety of the droids cartoon they're not going to be able to post those it's like i gotta watch some manjupa you gotta give me some time (laughs) we're gonna see in a few months someone that that we don't recognize getting a uh President Biden going to give him like the Medal of Freedom or something. And it's like, what did this person do? And it's like, oh, they were the tester for all the Ewok and droid cartoons on Disney+. Plus. They had to watch them all in one, in one sitting. Well, that kind of brings us to today's episode, where this is, a, this is a follow-up to episode number 45, way back, way, way back in October 17th, 2016, where we did the Ewok cartoon challenge. I think the goal was how many episodes of the Ewok cartoon can we watch in a week? Where for this 
episode number 261, many years later. It was how many episodes of Ewok season two cartoon can we watch in one night? <laughs> You're going to have to forgive us. We're a little tired because now it's the next morning. And both of us were up pretty late trying to... I, I can just do two more episodes. <laughs> They're not that bad. This is not going to hurt me. It was rough. People... It was rough. It was a really rough night last night. I wouldn't say I went to bed last night in a good mood. I wasn't angry. Well, it's like when I went to bed, my wife was like, well, have fun dreaming about Ewoks. And I said, that's the last thing I want to do right now. (laughs) (laughs) My wife this morning was like, how'd it go? Did you have fun? And I was like, I guess. Well, that's the thing. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you know we love Ewoks. All shapes and sizes, all types of Ewoks. The Ewok movies, we love them. Return of the Jedi, we love it. The Ewok cartoons are a different thing. (laughs) And they have their moments. And they have their charm. But they can be a little brutal. And we'll get into it. And especially season two is very different than season one. And I knew there were changes. And it just didn't really, I think, register how much it was different until... We watched them again last night. Yeah, I would say the overall theme from what I saw of season two is it's weird. It's really, really weird. Well, season one was weird and goofy and strange, but I feel like season two was weird in different ways. Like there wasn't, no one was making magic soap. They weren't playing drop the sack anymore, but that didn't mean they weren't doing nonsense things. And there were so many just goofy creatures that showed up. Yeah, watching them all back to back after a while, I think the stories all started to bleed together. There, I guess there's only so much you can do in a kid's show in the mid-80s. Like there were laws and things in place that you were very limited on what you could, what the storylines could be and what you could show. And maybe that contributed to some of it where it's like there's really only three or four like stories they can tell and they just had to kind of reconfigure those with different creatures and different Ewoks. It's a wild thing because like one of the the differences from season one to season two is the season two episodes are essentially like what 10, 15 minutes long. So on Disney Plus there'll be like two stories per episode. And honestly like those 15 minute long little mini episodes of season two I was watching it and I was like, I swear to God, I've been watching this for 30 minutes, if not even longer. I kept pausing it and being like, oh, my God, this still has five minutes left and I've only been watching it for 10 minutes. I feel like I've been watching this my entire life. No, I was thinking the same thing because it was like if there's one thing since uh, with the pandemic and being at home and all this, like just feeling like time is flying by and that, you know, I can't believe it's spring again and it's like where did the whole last year go and then watching these i'm like these are some kind of sorcery because (laughs) i feel like i've been watching ewok cartoons for a month and i'm only in like the third episode like how are they doing this how are they making time slow down (laughs) because yeah i did the same thing where i was like okay this one has to be almost done and i pause it and it's like there's five minutes left (laughs) At any other time, you'd be like, it's only going to take me five minutes. Oh, okay, that would be pretty quick. Those five minutes left of an of a 15-minute Ewok story are the longest five minutes of your life. Well, I was thinking about, like, Mandalorian Season 2, uh, The Heiress. Like, that's 30 minutes. 
And watching that, I feel like I watched five hours of movie. And then I, in a blink of an eye, it's over. And then, yeah, here, it's literally a 12-minute episode. And my hair grew an inch <laughs> just waiting for it to be over. I aged dramatically <laughs> while watching Ewok cartoons last night. Yeah, I, I, I could say that I'm a year older because my birthday was last week, but I'm going to blame it on the Ewok cartoon. <laughs> so what we're, yeah, we're going to do later is we are going to discuss how far we each made it into season two, how we felt when we started, and how we felt when we finally decided to turn off Disney Plus and throw in the towel and admit defeat that the Ewok cartoon broke us. How far did we each get? What did we think of the episodes that we watched? That's all coming up. But first, let's talk a little bit more about some of the differences between season one, season two, the Ewok cartoon in general. Uh, Season two aired in September of 1986, and this time it was on its own, where the the droids cartoon did not get a second season. Ewoks was just kind of running on its own. Probably one of the biggest things in the beginning that changed is in the making of season two, Lucasfilm moved a majority of the production to their own studios, and they had a little bit more control than Nelvana. Did the famous Nirvana Studios, who did uh, Droids cartoon season one and Ewok season one, and did the the classic holiday special cartoon now on Disney Plus as what the the story of the faithful Wookiee, I think it's called. And they had a new executive producers with Cliff Ruby and Alana Lesser, and they were they were making changes all over the place. The what the the Taj Mahal wonderful theme song of season one is gone and we've got this really catchy theme song for season two with the Ewoks singing about friendship and stuff, which I don't know, I had a rule last night where I wouldn't skip the opening credits of every episode I did. And in the beginning, I thought that was great. And by the end, I began to hate myself for making that decision. Oh, oh, oh no. Yeah. I, I watched the first opening credits and then I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to skip it. I skipped it. But <laughs> on Disney plus you really have to watch almost all of it before it lets you skip it. So it really doesn't save much, but I don't know. I, that was one of the first things that I was surprised. Like I remember that there was a different song, but I liked the season one song so much that I was kind of bummed out watching the new one, that it was this new song and the new song makes sense because it's actually more like the Ewok music in Return of the Jedi. Like, it feels more like, I get it, that it's like real Ewok music. But I think I just like that season one song so much. I missed it every time. It's the beautiful thing now with Disney+. Plus. You can just hop right over there and get that, that Taj Mahal Ewok jam if you need it. Well, it was almost like season two is like, is it is this the original special edition where they took the Ewoks cartoon and kind of changed Almost everything, in a way. The cool thing with the new song is it is done by Patrick Gleason, who may sound familiar if you've listened to either of our Star Wars Jizrock episodes, because he had an all-Star Wars album. I believe it was just called Patrick Gleason's Star Wars. Yeah, it came out in 1977, Patrick Gleason's album. And it's a jam. It's really good. Interesting enough, Patrick Gleason, 
he he's a San Francisco person, just like, you know, Lucas and everyone at Lucasfilm. And he was experimenting with electronic music in the mid-60s at the San Francisco Tape Center. He worked with Herbie Hancock all through the 70s. He was a producer and engineer on Devo's Are We Not Men, We Are Devo. I wonder if Patrick Gleason was just kind of around, you know, like d- during that time. I wonder if he had like a little bit of like a Lucasfilm kind of connection. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess it kind of fits in with uh, droids using uh, Stuart Copeland. Like they're kind of sticking to music industry people for some reason, like big time music people. And Star Wars cartoons somehow had a, a synergy going. And yeah, in what season two, we have a we have a new voice for Wicket, as we talked about in our two one B episode. We got Denny Delk as a very kind of different voiced Wicket. And Wicket in general is just kind of different acting in season two. Yeah, that was one of the other things that really stood out to me is this is a very different Wicket than the first season, and also a very, very different Wicket than either Return of the Jedi or the Ewok films. Like, I don't imagine this Wicket walking hand-in-hand with Sindel talking about school and Star Cruisers. He just wouldn't have time for that. I I hate to say it, sometimes Wicket is kind of a jerk in these episodes. Well, now we know where the jerk Wicket from some of the books came from. (laughs) Like, this is the Wicket that says Nisa can't do it because she's a girl. (laughs) Oh, oh, God, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, no. This is the not my wicket. <laughs> and I mean, even to make it weirder, he has a green cloak. Like it, it's even visually a totally different wicket. And he has, I, I get what they were doing. They were like trying to make each one different and more noticeable, but like their eye color kind of freaks me out because for some reason, wicket has like yellow eyes. <laughs> like he just didn't look healthy. It's Sith eyes. It's, you know, it's, he's a Sith clone of wicket. Somehow wicket has survived. Oh, I don't even think about that. Yeah, he totally has the Sith eyes. He's just like looking at lava crying. There's there's a lot of lava in these episodes too. So. Yeah. And I guess for season two, since these episodes were being produced more close to home, all the episodes, rough cuts of all the episodes were shown to George Lucas for approval, which, oh, to be on the f- fly on the wall during those screenings. <laughs> Good. I like it. <laughs> that, that, that. I think that part of the the history is the is the craziest to me that there was more Lucasfilm involvement in these since these to me feel the most far removed from like you said the other Ewoks stuff. I think if it didn't say Ewoks in the name and it was just like Space Bears, like it wouldn't have seemed. I probably wouldn't even have thought it was an Ewok ripoff, maybe <laughs> other than the tree houses. I don't know. But there's very little that reminds you that. This is like, yeah, in space or anything. It's just fantasy bears. It's like, what's the difference between this and the gummy bears cartoon? I don't think there is much. <laughs> I, I think especially Ewoks season two, the crazy thing is that I it might be the one Star Wars thing that honestly gets the least amount of love season two. Like there's no Ben Burt recuts of episodes of season two. There's no one making t-shirts of characters from season two like and i i wonder if that's because no one can make it through it <laughs> it's really really hard to get through all of season one and then be like i want to watch 13 more of those that's why it's still so amazing to me that when they made the most recent wicket 
uh, three and a quarter figure, the vintage collection or whatever line that was, that he came with the alternate green cloak and like a shoulder bag thing, like that you can make him look like season two Wicket. Like somebody thought that was a good idea. <laughs> and I think that's like the only season two thing I can think of over since this was on, like where it's like, this is a specifically a season two Ewoks thing. It's, there's no mystique around Ewoks season two. That's just kind of, it, it exists. People know it exists, but there's no desire to dive into it or anything. People are just like, I, I don't want to watch that. I don't know what's in it and I don't care. Yeah. But in the Ewok cartoons defense, I think some of it was just the limitations um, like I was saying, of the time period, according to Star Wars Insider 27, which they have a great droids and Ewok cartoon article. One thing it says is in 1985, they changed some of the FCC rules on kids shows, basically allowing them to be more like commercials, which is why there were so many cartoons for toy lines. But on the other side, there were just limitations on what the stories could be. And there's a great quote from Paul Dini, who was a writer on a lot of these shows and who went on to much bigger and more popular things over the years, Batman the Animated Series, Freakazoid. And he says that uh, ABC Network, he kind of says, they were just monsters. He says his first script idea for Ewoks called The Starman involved an Imperial pilot who crash lands on Endor and is nursed back to health by the Ewoks. And when the Ewoks come under attack by the Empire, the pilot must decide whether to flee or stay and help the Ewoks. Which, that sounds like a Clone Wars episode or something. Like, that sounds exciting and Star Wars-y, but was rejected by ABC4, as he says, being, quote, too Star Wars-y. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done last night for that episode. And season two does eventually get the one episode where the Empire does show up. So at some point, they were able to make that happen. But that's the second to last episode. Which over on the Blast Points Army and the Patreon was it last year. We did a commentary for the episode of Ewoks with the Empire. But you got to get through a lot to get to that. <laughs> That was, and last night when we were getting into one, when I decided to throw in the towel, part of it was looking at the episodes I had left and reading the descriptions of them and being, no, no I can't do that. <laughs> right. Because going in, we knew that eventually we were going to get to the one with the Empire and the cyborg guy and the, and the Ewoks dressed as droids. And it was like, okay. That if I if I stay along long enough, I'm going to get to watch that one. But it, it wasn't enough. It's a, it's a long road. It's a long, long road. Wicked the Warrior. This fall, their new adventures will excite you. Oh, you want to play rough, do you? Their spirit will surprise you, and their fun will delight you. Saturdays this fall on ABC, they're the all-new Ewoks, together. That's more like it. Well, the time has come, folks, where we... Start talking about 
the the great the return of the great Ewok challenge. How we did? Let's start at the beginning. Let's start how we were feeling at the beginning. The first episode of season two is one called the Crystal Cloak. Gabe, what did you think of the Crystal Cloak? Yeah, I was starting out pretty pumped. I knew it was gonna it was gonna be a challenge, but I was optimistic, and I was like, okay, season two is different. There's a different song. I miss the old song, but okay, maybe things are different. You know, I remember there was a new Wicket voice. I remembered the colors were different. So I was like, okay, this is a new thing. I can't have any uh, preconceptions based on season one. This is a whole new, it's the all new Ewoks. Latara, I think, finds a scroll. Is that this one? There's so many scrolls in these. But basically, they find out about this cloak. And did Latara want it? And Tebow likes Latara, so he convinced her to go. They're on the hang gliders, and there's an island floating in the sky, and there's like a bird Batman that everyone he touches turns to crystals because he's wearing this crystal cloak that used to be the Ewoks. I don't know why Ewoks would need a cloak that's way too big for them that turns everything you touch into crystals, but they had it at some point. He was kind of cool. He's like a bat, and he's like the, the what the slithus or the slitherist from Who Jibs. He's like this flying bat monster man. Raka, and he he lives in like the fortress of solitude, and he's been there like for years or something, with his crystal cloak, and everything he touches t- turns to crystal. Yeah, it Graka. So after all these years, the Ewoks have come for their crystal cloak, and now for the Ewoks. Oh, and I almost forgot. This is like kind of setting up. Uh, a, a running theme of the season of Wicket getting his belt of honor, which he has to like, it's like his Boy Scout, Cub Scout belt. He has to like fill with badges to earn the right to be in the, the, the Ewok warrior circle, something like that. So that's kind of his driving force in a lot of these episodes of why he's looking for adventure. Cause he wants to get things for his belt. I was excited about this all day long yesterday on Friday. I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to dive into some Ewok cartoons tonight. It's going to be crazy. It gets real weird real fast. Because, <laughs> what Graka <laughs> is like blowing crystal dust on the Ewoks. And weird stuff starts happening. But they lasso the cloak into lava. It explodes when it's the lava. It's something weird that... I didn't remember is every time they do something dramatic, they yell Dengar. Dengar! Yeah. And that gets, I think, more and more every episode as the season goes on of, yes, yeah, someone yelling. I think they say Dangar instead of Dengar, but it's so close. It's just like he's there. They're all really inspired by Dengar. <laughs> Which who isn't? Yeah. But I just kept like, what, is, what does Dengar have to do with all this? I, is Dengar going to show up? That would be cool. Yeah. It, it, the Crystal Cloak is fine. And again, it's like 15 minutes long, people. But it felt like it was three hours. <laughs> and it was rough because I was like, oh, man. I was good after that 15-minute Crystal Cloak. And I was like, oh, I got to do a lot more of these. <laughs> right. Well, after the Crystal Cloak, it's like, wait, I'm technically not even through the first episode because the first episode is two stories and I'm only in the first story. But Graco is pretty cool. At least it was like a flying lizard Batman. And there was a little bit of action at the end with the lasso. Yeah, the, I think uh, the weight of our 
of our task started to sink in by the end of Crystal Club. <laughs> 15 minutes in, people. Yeah, so our next one, the wish plant. You've got Princess Nisa. She's got this dying plant flower thing. And right away, it starts out with the dark. You got to keep in mind, too, this was after Battle for Endor, where Nisa is, like, complaining in the garden. She's like, everything I touch dies! And all the other Ewoks are, like, making fun of her, where they're just like, yeah, everything you're involved with is dead! And it's like, wow, wow! (laughs) Maybe this was one of the ones when Lucas was watching the rough cut, he was like, yes, yes. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Well, especially because the her her last plant that dies is like a anthropomorphic plant with a face, and it does like a really overly dramatic death scene where it's like clutching its chest and oh, that's the first scene of the wish plant episode on Saturday morning. It's like this plant, like oh, dying, and then Nisa, everything around me is dead. It's like, whoa. <laughs> but I was kind of into the the leaf queen. The leaf queen shows up, and it's basically this, this human-sized lady made out of leaves. And she she gives Nisa this magic wish plant to just hold on to for 48 hours or something random like that. It's the leaf queen, people. Star Wars, the leaf queen. <gasps> Don't be frightened, Nisa. I'm the leaf queen. Ruler of the fall season. Would you do me a great favor and take care of this special plant? Me? I'd love to. But my plants always wither away. Mm-hmm. Trust me, Nisa. Just give it lots of love and you'll do fine. But, Leaf Queen? I'll return in three suns' time. Is the Leaf Queen... A night sister? Is she part of the? Is she from Dathomir? That's what I want to know. She might be. There's a lot of those uh, night sisters ending up on Endor. Yeah. Somebody call up Dave Filoni. Be like, we need to talk about the Leaf Queen. Is the Leaf Queen showing up in Bad Batch? What's going on, Dave Filoni? When she threatens to turn all the Ewoks into piles of leaves, was she serious? It's the deal. Like, okay, if you don't take care of the wish plant, yeah, you will get turned into a pile of leaves. Which is some buckwild punishment. That's some next level freaky deaky stuff there. <laughs> they're, they're not allowed to show the Ewoks like punching each other. They're not allowed to have guns or blasters because that is too intense for children. But tormenting children with the idea of being turned into potentially a living pile of leaves is totally okay. That passes the censors. ABC was A okay with that one. Yeah. So many kids couldn't sleep that whole week because they were trying to imagine what it would be like to be turned into leaves. When they went there, I was like, wow, that's dark. That's some weird stuff there, Ewoks cartoon. Okay, so, yeah, she gives her the the wish plant and uh, Nisa, like, keeps the wish plant in, like, a baby carriage and is, like, trying really hard to, like, take good care of it. And we discover pretty quickly that the plant grants wishes and chaos breaks out where all the Ewoks are stealing the wish plant, like wishing for whatever they want. It, it goes into the dark psychological desires of the Ewoks, and it's kind of intense. But it starts out innocent enough because I like the first thing she wishes for is just a hairbrush. And we get to see an Ewok hairbrush, and, and she brushes her hair. So there's not enough hairbrushing in Star Wars, so that was nice. 
before, like you said, it gets really dark psychological horror as they are obsessed with making their wishes come true. So the, the leaf queen comes back and she's pissed off about the plant, threatens to turn everyone into pile of leaves. But don't forget, before she comes back, in a moment of desperation, Nisa cries and her tears fall into the wish plant. And these these tears of love then allow the wish plant to regrow and be healthy again. Because when you make a wish, like part of the wish plant dies. And then so the leaf queen then goes in to get the wish plant. And she's like, everything's fine. I don't know what the problem is. It turns out all you needed was love to take care of the wish plant. Then It's about love, people. It's the secret of it all. <laughs> I got this idea for a wish plant. I wish I had a wish plant. I got a lot of wishes. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why there's so many gardens on Skywalker Ranch. He's just hoping for a wish plant. So keep in mind, between the crystal cloak and the wish plant, we're only 30 minutes in. This is only the first episode. Felt felt like an eternity. I will say I was I was way more into the wish plant than the crystal cloak. I was I was too. The wish plant gave me a little bit more of optimism and energy for this Ewok challenge. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe this is going to be okay. Well, that brings us into technically the second episode, but the third story is Home is Where the Shrieks Are. This one starts out kind of normal enough. Wicket's upset with his mom for treating him like a kid and he's like i'm gonna move out i'm old enough i'm gonna get my own place and he what goes and moves into a tree house but really early on we realize this is a different kind of episode because in the shadows of the tree house we see three eyes in a spooky voice that says what like intruders won't stay long again i was like this is really strange because <laughs> Tebow sees them outside, and Tebow's like, yeah, let's move out. Let's get our own place. And they, they basically have this, like, bachelor pad in a tree with Wicket and Tebow, where they're, like, roommates living together. And there's, like, whole scenes where they're, like, decorating their bachelor pad and getting it all set up. And, like, Nisa and Latara show up and kind of take a tour of their bachelor pad, and they're like, hey, this is cool, guys. We have a new place to hang out. Things get out of hand quickly, where one night Wicket's just trying to chill or something, and then Tebow shows up with a bunch of weirdos, like a bunch of people like Tebow met at the bar or something. And all of a sudden there's like, there's a, there's a, there's a bad scene kind of at their, their new place. Well, first off, I, are those like Ewoks that are like hooked on meth that come over? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's literally like, Hey, where's getting an apartment and getting a roommate. And all of a sudden the roommate's bringing his weird friends over and then everything gets, Starts getting weird real fast. But, then, you know, I started thinking more about, like, in the Ewok cartoon, there's a thousand different species living on this. And it, it kind of, like, takes me back to, like, our Ewok movie month where it was like, we were like, what the heck is Teak? Kind of makes sense that there's, like, a lot of species of weird creatures on Endor. Well, and I kept wondering if, like, is, Latar- is Teak supposed to be, like, the kind of Ewok Latara is? Because she has, like, a cat face instead of an Ewok, like a bear face. Maybe that's what Teak is. He is actually an Ewok, but he's just like the cat face kind or something. But yeah, then with these guys, it's like there's other creatures that are basically just rough look, rougher looking Ewoks. <laughs> so maybe Teak's one of them. Yeah, I don't know. Endor's a crazy place. 
So then nighttime comes around and it this it gets really weird where nighttime comes around and there's just like people screaming at night. The shrieks. The shrieks. So they go and they're like, forget this, we're gonna go in the cave and we're gonna figure out what this screaming is at night. It's like Blair Witch or something. And they go in there and there's this little fuzzy guy and his name is Larry. Surrender shrieks or your friend gets it. And there's nobody else. It's just me. Larry. Larry? You can't fool us. We heard the others. Oh, that was just me and my voice roots. <laughs> See, I was I was kind of riding high with the leaf queen in the wish plant and the the shrieks spooky voice at the beginning. I was kind of into, so I was I was kind of perked up during this episode. And when they figure out who it is, yeah, and he says, I'm not the Shriek, I'm just Larry. <laughs> and then we learn the sad story of Larry. But why'd you scare us? Because you were in my tree. Your tree? Yeah, I've been here all alone ever since I ran away from home as a kid. After a few years, I got homesick, but when I went back, everyone had moved. You mean they left you? Yeah. I told them it would take a million munyips to drag me back home, so they left without me. Yes. I was like, okay, I'm really into this episode. I like that Larry is just this three-eyed alien, yeah, whose name is Larry, and he has just a normal Earth voice. Larry sounds like, yeah, he's from the planet Brooklyn. He, he just showed up here, and he's he's mad about it, and then, like, they take him, what, they... They were like, okay, maybe living on our own isn't the thing. And they go back to like the Harvest Feast. And then there's Larry at the Harvest Feast eating with the Ewoks. We find out in this season, too, that the Ewoks have a lot of festivals and parties and things. Because it seems like every episode they're on their way to some Ewok festival or party or ball or some sort of occasion. Makes total, makes total sense to me. It's their, their lifestyle. The end of Return of the Jedi wasn't a big deal. For the Ewoks, like we thought it was this big party because they defeated the Empire, but really it was just Friday night. So that brings us to our next episode, Princess Latara. And it starts weird. Imagine that with this frog people wedding situation where they're trying to match up this frog prince with a with a wife or something. And the mom sounds just like Lady Proxima and the frog prince Pretty much sounds like my Claude voice. Oh, geez, okay. Yeah. And they want like a princess or something, and then whoever doesn't fit the bill goes into a pit to die. <laughs> Starting out right away, and then they're like, "Well, let's get an let's get an Ewok princess." And then there's this whole subplot. There's story going on where Latara like wants to be a princess in the Ewok village, right? Yeah, Latara is jealous of Nisa because she doesn't have to do hard work. She just has to be a princess and ride her horse around. So Nisa's like, it's hard work. I'm going to show you. You get to be princess for a day. And Latara being Latara goes too far and is making the Ewoks like trying to get them to carry her and all this nonsense. And because she keeps saying she's a princess, the frog people think she's the real princess and kidnap her. Ten minutes Felt like ten hours. This this was a tough. This one was really tough. It was like all, all the magic of Larry and Wicket and Tebow and their bachelor pad was sucked right out with Princess Latara. 
It's like Kazin's speech from Rogue One, where he's like, the Ewoks cartoon makes 10 minutes feel like 100. <laughs> this this is one where I was like, it. I can't do the episode and say I only made it, what, two, three episodes in. I can't do that. I was like, I, I got to keep going. <laughs> well, technically, after Latara, you're done with two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. There is definitely... Ebb and flow to the season, and I think yeah, Wish Plant Home is where the shrieks are. Kind of had me on on an upward trajectory of, and then Princess Latara was the begin beginning of a uh, steep drop into despair. <laughs> because I mean that goes into the next episode, the the rake or the rach or the ratch. I, I was like, well, maybe this will be good. It's got a cool title. It sounds wild. The the rach. What does that mean? I don't know. Oh, but yeah, right away you know you're in for some some fifty miles of bad road where <laughs> Wicket wants a magic cap, and there's this magical tree creature, and this magical tree key, tree tree creature. When you take the magic cap off the tree, it like blows some steam out of its head or something, and hypnotizes animals or something. <laughs> and Nisa's horse gets hypnotized. And the rage is back. The only way to stop it is to put the magic cap back on the rage so it can turn into a tree again. And the rage destroyed the magic hat. So the Ewoks have to find this two-headed guy who is, I guess, basically the pod racer announcer from back in 1986. He needs to make a new magic cap so they can put the magic cap on the monster to turn him into a tree. Because you can't actually kill this monster. You can only freeze him in time as a tree and he, all he all he's doing is yes hypnotizing animals and then eating them and he wants to eat nisa's horse but nisa's horse is too skinny so he like throws straw at it and tells him to get fat this one is rough this one is really rough but i did wonder if the rage telling nisa's horse to eat eat was a homage to mace in uh caravan of courage Trying to talk about food and saying, eat, eat. I, I really, I thought about throwing in the towel again. <laughs> my eyes were starting to water. At one point during the rage, I went up to get like some water and some granola bars or something, thinking that would help me. I, I didn't pause it. I just let it keep playing. I was like, I'm not going to miss anything. <laughs> See, I did a similar thing with the rage was when uh, my son came over, who's 11, and sat down. And was started watching with me. And a few minutes in, he was like, is this what cartoons are like in your day? I was like, yeah, pretty much. He's like, man, they suck. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, they were different. <laughs> oh, okay. So after, after you survived the rage, that brings you into the Totem Master. And the Totem Master broke me. The Totem Master started to terrify me. Where I, I started to feel almost queasy watching the Totem Master. I started to question reality watching the totem master the totem master yeah is is uh it's the wild stuff it starts out with the ewoks they're under these trees that are hanging fruits that they call dangleberries which sounds really close to another word that doesn't mean fruit and means something gross and they're like milking these fruit and my son was very disturbed at this part he's like what are they doing (laughs) why are they doing this no, and just when you're like coming to terms with them milking fruit hanging from trees, the totem master shows up, and the totem master is basically if Bib Fortuna was made out of sausages. 
He's wearing a bathrobe, too. He's wearing a bathrobe. He's creepy. And he convinces Wicket to take his free totem pole because all the best warriors have totem poles. Beachawawa, a totem pole. Wicket, we're not supposed to take things from creatures we don't know. Ah, but all the really great warriors have totem poles. It helps them to protect their villages from the forces of evil. I'll take it. Wicket! A wise decision, my young friend. Wicket takes it back to the village, and that night, the totem pole comes to life and begins to rob everyone because the totem pole are other Endor creatures who have been possessed by the magic of the totem master and are his slaves that he uses to rob villages. Yeah, what Tebow sees it, and Tebow... It gets transformed into part of the totem where he's like frozen, like, Rah! and now Tebow is under the control of the totem master. But the best part is as Tebow's getting captured and turned into a, a totem pole thing, Wicket wakes up, watches it, and says, it basically assumes it's a dream and goes back to sleep. And somehow I was like, I am Wicket right now. I think I'm dreaming. I'm half awake. Did I really see Tebow turn into a totem pole? Then they got to go out. They got to find the totem master and rescue Tebow. And I think like Latara gets turned into a totem pole. I'm not even sure. They reflect the totem master's magic ring onto himself where he gets turned into a totem. And all the, the, the Ewok creatures are freed. This episode's really weird. I did appreciate that it was kind of uh, kind of tied in with Battle for Endor because his his magic comes from a red magic ring, and he basically gets trapped in the magic of the ring because when he's in the totem pole form, the ring falls off his finger and gets destroyed, which is exactly what happens to Sheral, where she gets turned into a bird, and then the ring gets destroyed, so she's trapped as a bird. So it's like, oh, this, this is just like those movies. <laughs> It makes total makes total sense. But yeah, like a lot of the episodes, they can't do anything violent, but this is kind of terrifying that he doesn't die. He basically just gets trapped forever as a statue, and that's totally okay for kids. Uh, yeah. I was I was really thinking about quitting. I'm like, this this is fine. But no, I was like, let's let's keep going. We gotta keep going. Right. And that moves us into a gift for Shodu, which I really liked the title of this one. I was like, I at least want to see what the gift for Shodu is. Shodu, as you all know, is Wicket's mother. And yeah, Wicket wants to get a present for his mom's birthday. And for a second, I was excited. The Dulocs were back. But then I remembered that I was really angry that the Dulocs were back because the Dulocs were not helping things at all. Well, that's, yeah, when the Dulocs came on, actually it was even before we saw them, Wicket said something about Dulocs. And I was like, oh yeah, the Dulocs, they were like like in every episode of season one. We haven't seen them yet. And then they show up and it's like, oh yeah, that's the Dulocs. And I think my daughter walked by and she's like, why is there a village full of Grinches? And I was like, that's just how it is on Endor. Those are Dulocs. They're not Grinches. This episode, though, started to bring me back alive a little bit after the Totem Master because this episode basically is Ewoks go to Indiana Jones world because to get the gift for Shodu, they basically got to go through like this ancient temple on Endor, of course. 
that is filled with booby traps and everything looks like Indiana Jones. Well, and Nisa even uses her lasso whip to uh, swing them over some lava to save them from one of the traps. And they find like a room full of jewels and this big dragon comes out. So it's also kind of like some Hobbit stuff going on. And I was like, okay, this is, this is an action packed episode, a gift for show Yeah. Then we find out that the jewels aren't really jewels. They're dragon eggs. And you get a little, little, uh, dragon egg action because the, uh, the Dulocs kidnap show because they want her gem and, we get some awesome Shodu action because even before the dragons come out, Shodu is, we find out, probably the toughest Ewok, and she just beats the crap out of the Dulocs. Hey, leave my mom alone! <laughs> no one touches my boy! <laughs> so I was starting to feel a little bit better with a gift for Shodu, and then that brought us into Night of the Stranger. Which is it? Was it all about the Billy Joel album? Maybe <laughs> I think so. Night of the Stranger is the Hobbit movie of Ewok season two. It is one story that is the entire twenty minutes. It goes on forever. I was really dreading this because I was just like, "Oh God!" <laughs> ten minutes felt like you know, like you said, ten hours. <laughs> what is a twenty-minute? episode gonna feel like called night of the stranger this could be this could be it and what it starts out though with like a comet coming out of space which was kind of interesting this they're like the sun star is gonna protect us we get a lot of talk about the sun star in season two which is like the sankara stone of end of the ewok village and low gray senses evil and it's kind of this interesting build-up yeah it starts out I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of, this is getting sci-fi. Yeah, there's a comet and something crashes and then like a portal opens up in the sky and it's like, okay, this is kind of cool. But that that faded very quickly. (laughs) The stranger's like this thing in a cloak and it's flying around and this, what's the stone called? The the sky? The sun, the sun star. The sun star. Yeah, he steals it and he twists it and it. Turns into a tornado and all these monster mouth, stranger monsters come out. I stopped taking notes. <laughs> right now, at this point in the Ewok challenge, I was just sitting on the couch, just just trying to live. I was just trying to survive. Yeah, because with this one, I didn't realize it was only one story until it was over. So, you know, I'm, what, 10 minutes in and I'm like, well, how, how, why is this still going? <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't it be done by now? The Ewok challenge was beginning to challenge us at this point. I stopped taking notes because I was like, I don't care what happens anymore. I just need to get through this. I don't care if when we record this episode, if I don't talk about anything. If I, if I just say, I watched it, but I don't know what happened. Well, I was paying attention and I couldn't tell you what happened. <laughs> I just remember seeing so many mouth mouth monsters flying around. They were mouth monsters. I think one of them was the stranger and he took his cloak off and now he's like a mouth monster and his buddies all came. Everything was very blue in that episode. It was nighttime the whole time. And I think it ends by Nisa uses her whip to spin the sun star in the opposite direction, which blows them away. And Wicket loses his uh, Cub Scout belt and is very upset. And that brings us to Gone with the Mimps. Where basically there's this big bear thing in the forest, like this gorilla. Which I think is called the, ha- the Hanadak. 
<laughs> there's like these little mice people that they have to try and save that live on Endor. I don't know. This one was a little cool because it kind of was making since King Kong versus Godzilla just came out and they do the was it Gulliver's Travels King Kong thing where they capture Wicket and tie him up and they put him on display as like a show and they like, you know, I'm behind the curtain. It's like, look at the giant monster and it's just Wicket tied up and he's angry. Then Wicket gets mad that they're hurting them, right? So he decides to break free of the ropes and does something to the Hanadak to get rid of him. And he's still alive. Well, and that brings us to, which I'll say right now, was my final episode before I, I de- declared defeat in the, the Ewok challenge. The first apprentice. The first apprentice was my last episode. If you had to go out, at least you went out on a, uh, I don't know if I would say a high note, but it's a crazy one. It's low grays apprentice who comes back he's like an evil version of logre is he the first evil ewok we've ever seen he's like a dark sorcerer ewok (laughs) because of the way his fur color is it looks like he has leg warmers because he's got like different colored fur feet and calves so he's very 1986 looking but i think his name is zarax it's not like papaloo or shodu or wicked, like cute Ewok names, Zarax. He's yeah. He went full evil, evil Ewok sorcerer name. And when he comes back to the Ewok village, because what he's like, I'm gonna show Low Gray what's up or something. Prophecy pool, show me if there is a wizard mighty enough to stop me from conquering Endor. <laughs> this young Ewok. <laughs> Ah, my old teacher Logre has found himself a new apprentice. Which ultimately leads to a wizard duel between Zarax and Logre, which is just a lot of them trying to set each other on fire. But it was cool because I never thought I would see a wizard battle in the Ewoks cartoons. Your magic is no match for mine. Kyo So was there something in particular about the first apprentice that just pushed you over the edge or was it just general fatigue? Your body just gave out. I think, I think it was, it was a combination of both. I would say that gone with the mints and the Zarax were my last dying breath in the Ewok challenge. I looked at how much I had left. I I just, I I can't do it anymore. I was fighting. I, I couldn't pay attention anymore. I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't take notes anymore. I stopped caring what was happening in the Ewoks cartoons at that moment. And Zarax was interesting, but not interesting enough for me to keep going. Because there was another episode coming up that I didn't get to that was like the horrors of something. And I was like, I can't take any more creatures in the Endor forest. I can't do it anymore. If somebody told me that Larry was coming back, I might have stayed up more for Larry. Well, Larry does come back. <gasps> and now I can't remember which one because I can't give you too hard of a time because I only made it through one more episode after you. So two more stories. I made it through episode seven, which maybe Larry was in the next one. So the next one was called The Hard Cell. And like you, I was losing the will to live. The uh, medical droids were telling my family they don't understand it, but I've lost the will to live. But I was like, I, I got to keep going. I can at least do one more. 
And it has something to do with this elephant alien shows up and it's creepy because he's like an elephant alien and he's showing them like this box with tusks in it. And I was like, were they his tusks? And he's like selling his tusks because he's like hard up for money. But it somehow turned into this thing where the Ewoks had to, they had a competition to like sell things. I don't know what it was. And I will, yeah, like I was starting to lose my mind and it was all kind of a blur. And then next thing I know, they're in the next one, which is a warrior and a Lurdo. <laughs> oh, but this is one where Wicket, you know, is obsessed with becoming a warrior. So he decides he's going to train Tebow to be a warrior. And I think I was kind of like in and out of consciousness, consciousness during this one, because the next thing I know, like they're in a lake and there's this hippopotamus monster. Um, and at that point, I think I was asleep. And then I woke up and was like, okay, this one's done. I got to go to bed. <laughs> was it, was it the fatigue? Was it just, just the collapsing was it shutdown of your body? Yeah, I think it was my, my, my mind wanted to keep going, but my body said, no, it knew better. The, the Ewok cartoons were not designed for people to watch in one sitting. <laughs> they were designed to have at least a week of recuperation in between them. Well, you made it one episode farther than me for the great Ewok Challenge once again, which I believe you did also for the Ewok Challenge 1. I don't know. I haven't listened to that episode since 2016, but I think you won that one too. So your, I think what we've learned here is your, your – your stamina for for Ewoks cartoons is greater than mine. It's either that or I'm just lazier and I, I didn't have the energy to, to push the button to turn it off. <laughs> but you might want to, now that you're arrested, go back and at least watch Hard Sell because I'm pretty sure that's the one where they go try to trade something with Larry and he's back. I, I look forward to more Larry content. And I think we both can recommend, though, the episode... Towards the end of the season, with it's got Sunstar in the title, where they do they go on a Star Destroyer, and there is the Empire. If you're looking for one episode to watch of Ewok Season 2, definitely watch that one. It's the second to last episode on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's another one that is a full 20-minute episode. It's, yeah, Battle for the Sunstar. I am kind of curious to watch the real last episode, because one of the stories is called Party Ewok. <laughs> That was something I kept thinking of as I was drifting off into sleep. Like, if I just keep going, I'll get to see party Ewok. <laughs> I just need, I need time. I need time to heal before I can. I think like right now, if I hear that theme music again, <laughs> he'll just collapse right right where, wherever you are. Like my greatest weakness. the Ewoks are celebrating because Earth kids love their Ewok family hut. We can help the chocolate Skywalker. Hurry, Ewoks. Let's take the wagon, Princess Nisa. The Ewoks save the day. Yay! It's a galaxy of fun. The Ewok family hut comes with everything you see here. A wicked the Ewok toy, new from Kenner. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. 
folks, so you know the deal with Apple Podcast reviews. When you get done listening to this, if you listen on something, Apple, go over there, write something nice about Flashpoints. It helps the show. It helps more people find the show when they look up Star Wars podcasts on Apple. And we love reading them. Brings warm feelings to our hearts. And we eventually will get to an episode where we can read some of the great stuff you folks have written for us. And make sure you check out our website, BlastPointsPodcast.com, which has the handy search feature, which is the best way to find back episodes. And make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you're in the Super Chill group. It is the place to be. Let us know if you have gone back and watched either of the Ewok cartoon episodes since they've been on Disney+. Plus. What are your favorites? What are your thoughts? We want to know how strong is your body? (laughs) How many episodes of Ewok Cartoon Season 2 can you do in one sitting? (laughs) Can you make it to party Ewok? (laughs) Yeah, and if you want to support the show in a different way, we've got the Blast Points Army over there on Patreon. We just had our episode for the second 10 minutes of the classic Episode 1 documentary with Car DJ from the Into a Larger World fanzine. That was great. You should check it out. We're going to have an episode later this month about minutes 20 through 30 another jam-packed chunk from the beginning and what just next month that's when bad batch review episodes are going to start popping up over there on the patreon so exciting stuff on the way and hopefully larry shows up in the bad batch if not what's the point if not bad batch maybe he'll make his transition to live action and be a main character in book of boba fett (laughs) how is omega related to larry that's the real question will we find out possibly well anyways that about wraps up number 261 we're not right we need some we need a week to heal here but we'll be back next week with more fun more good times more crazy so yeah we'll be uh spending the weekend hanging upside down in a bakta tank watching the the ewok movies in crystal clear HD (laughs) as as our bodies heal. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Oh, that looks good. This is some spread. You know, I've never been to a party like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs>